Hello and welcome once again to the Daily Audio Prayer. I am Sean Odenhall and I'm glad to be back with you. We are in the past couple times we've met together. We have not continued on with 1 John, but we're back in the saddle here with 1 John. Uh, And we are in 1 John chapter 3 verses 7 through 10. So we will be praying through the context of that those verses and then spend some time with the Scottish Psalter prayers from the Psalms, the Scottish Psalter of 1595. And then we'll be finishing up with a prayer for revival and repentance in our country. So let's begin here. This is chapter 3, verses 7 through 10. Little children, let no one deceive you. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who commits sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God was revealed for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. Everyone who has been born of God does not sin because his seed remains in him and he is not able to sin because he has been born of God. This is how God's children and the devil's children are made evident. So Lord Jesus, our great Redeemer, our great Savior, our elder brother, our great God, we come to you. Lord, we need to remind those, remind ourselves and others who claim to be believers, yet habitually, continually practice sin, that in the life of a true believer, you came to take away sin, so it doesn't, it is not, they don't, work together. So we thank you for these truths, Lord. But may we search ourselves and see if we are practicing any sin habitually and continuously. And then ask ourselves, Lord, do we know without a doubt that you came to take away our sin? Why, Lord, do we not turn away from our sins and practice righteousness For you, O Lord, you have made this perfectly clear that he that commits sin is of the devil. And we thank you, Lord, that that this does not mean that we as believers, when we fall and we commit sin, for all of us commit sin. All of us do, every day. But we are reminded that those who commit sin sin habitually, without any conscience, without any reservation. That is of the devil. Thank you, Lord, for destroying the works of the devil. In taking away our sin, you paid the price for sin. May we know clearly, Lord, that you destroyed the power of sin in our life. And so grant us the grace to not be entangled in those things that compromise our ability 
to live in this world for your kingdom. Give us daily the grace to discern what is righteous and unrighteous. May we be so determined, Jesus, to stay close to you, Lord, that we run quickly, we flee, just as Joseph did when he fleed Potiphar's wife. May we run from sin and anything that comes close to Satan tripping us up so that we can say clearly that we practice righteousness. For we desire, Lord, we plead with you, we need this. We desire to not be deceived. Lord, open our eyes clearly. May the word of God be constantly aflamed in us and alive in us so that we have that light of the word of God always shining before us in our paths. For your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Thank you, Father, that we know that you are righteous, that Jesus is righteous, and that that truth has been firmly established in our life. And because of that, we know that we have been born of Jesus Christ. Help us to live out the claims that we make, that we say verbally. Help help us, Lord, to, to live them out. May we also be strengthened to eliminate any gray areas in our life so that when choices come, we are not left in a fog of ambiguity. May we as well not be deceived by Satan and be keen to avoid him, but be zealous to follow you, Jesus. With all of our mind, heart, and strength, we thank you, Jesus, that you were revealed so that you would destroy the works of the devil and you have annihilated him and we stand by faith in that truth. For you alone, by your death, destroyed him who holds the power of death, and we have passed from death unto life. So therefore, O oh God, we regard our struggle with sin as one with purpose and promise. For you stand behind us and come and fight for us as we wrestle with the forces the ideas and the behaviors which your servants, John, warns us about in this book. So, Lord, we will abide in you. We commit to abiding in you so that we would bear fruit of righteousness, O Christ, and receive eternal life. And we will not despair, but apply what you have already accomplished, for you are the Son of of God, our divine one, who is holy, utterly utterly unique and unparalleled. For you have been with God and you come from God. For you, O Lord, shared humanity's lot, but at the same time transcended. And we thank you for that, Lord. And we rejoice in where we are in our life, Lord that we are living in peace, living victoriously, living not without problems, not without struggles and troubles and, and challenges in our life and emotions. I mean, but we know that, that 
that if we stay close to you, then, then you will walk with us through everything and we will see victory. We will see power, the power of the Holy Spirit come from us. And it is you, Lord, it is not us. We are weak on our own. We are fleshly and we are not able to do anything on our own. We cannot claim to do anything with that, that is not backed up by your power. Lord, we thank you and we humble ourselves before you, Lord Jesus, this evening. Lord, your word in the Psalms has been been such a comfort to us. So we bring them before you tonight and we pray them back to you. For you gave them to us and we pray through them and, and ask for these petitions and rejoice and worship you through these psalms. Psalm 30, O oh God, deliver. You are the deliverer of all them that call upon you in their adversity. Deliver us from the malice of our enemies and suffer not that in time of prosperity we abuse your benefits, but that we may give over ourselves to the magnifying and praising of your holy name through Jesus Christ. And eternal God, you who know our weaknesses and infirmities, you show yourself our protector and defender and destroy the counsels of all them that devise any mischief against us. For we are your poor servants and give us, give unto us those good gifts which thou hast promised to reserve to all them that fear and worship thee. O merciful Father, who desires not the death, but rather the life and amendment of the sinner, extend your grace, mercy, and goodness to us. Bury all our iniquities that being guarded with your goodness, we may rejoice in you, living in all uprightness as we are instructed by your Son, Jesus Christ. And grant us that your holy name may always be magnified among us and that your mighty and holy word be so imprinted in our hearts that we undertake nothing against your godly will to the intent that we continually depend on your good providence and be replenished with the joy that shall uphold our hope of all those good things which you have promised to us through Jesus Christ. And now, Heavenly Father, we come before you to plead your mercy over our sins, our own sins, my sins. Everyone who is praying with us, Lord, we plead your mercy and the sins of other believers, the sins of our nation. May you judge not this nation with wrath and fury as upon Sodom, but judge it with a mighty outpouring of conviction of sin. May sinners groan under the burden of their guilt until the people cry out as did those at Pentecost, what shall we do? Lord, we praise your holy name that there is sufficient measure of grace through the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ to answer this cry. We wait for the Holy Spirit 
to prepare and bring us all to revival. Lord, I ask this with all with praise and the merit of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Heavenly Father, we see about us in so many with brokenness and need, and we ask that you see about us these things. We see great needs in our own heart, in our family, among our fellow believers, in our community and culture. Teach us individually to care. Teach me to care and to pray about those needs as your servant Nehemiah learned to pray. Unveil your presence among us. Draw near to us so that we might experience the brokenness and awareness of our sinful need. And we affirm that revival comes as people become aware of the near presence of our holy God. It's in the name and finished work of our Lord Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Well, brothers and sisters, as we think about these things that we have prayed tonight, I do pray that you would be encouraged and you will have been drawn near to God through your own prayer time through this. For he wants us and he's desiring us to come near to him and to meditate and to spend quiet time getting away from everything. And I would encourage you, if, if you struggle with distractions, struggle with um, the enemy as you as you sit down in your quiet time, in your closet, um, your prayer time, and, and it's so difficult, and I, I know that, for, for I experience the same things. I would encourage and pray that you would take the Word of God, the Bible that you have in front of you, and even if you've never done this before and you are praying for... God to move in your life take the Psalms and just read them to your father and take anything in the Bible take the book of John take anything in the Old Testament and just read it before your father Um, he knows your heart and read it by faith knowing that you are worshiping him as you read his word as you are, because what you are doing is taking his word and you are agreeing as you read it back to him that it is all true and he will fill you with joy, he will fill you with power and fill you with a desire, more of a desire to pray. And as you do that, I call it priming, priming the pump of prayer you take because what that does is it removes the enemy from your midst because if you read the Bible out loud and speak the word of God out loud Satan cannot stay he hates the word of God he hates God he hates you but he can't stay around and darkness has to flee so when you do that you are opening up um, fresh waterways of 
grace and mercy in your prayer time. And then as you've been priming that pump through reading prayers out loud, then you will have the freedom and the ability to just open up your heart and talk to God as a, as a father, as someone who knows you. And it will change your prayer life. So wherever you are, I would say give it a go and, and, and just do it by faith. That's all we have is by faith. There are so many resources available, um, but we have the Bible, which is the most important. And there's coming a time um, where we are going to be um, needing to know this and have this Word of God as our foremost and, and, and most solid go-to, our anchor. Uh, when things... Uh, persecution comes and we need to be prepared for that and not to be shallow as I have been guilty being shallow and weak and loving the world in many ways but uh, we have the opportunity now to prepare it's like soldiers in uh, old times who before the battle started before they went into war, you would, they would be seen in their tents and outside preparing themselves. They would be preparing themselves physically. They would practice, practice their warfare skills. They would be sharpening their weapons. They would make sure that they had everything they need. They would look at their armor while it is peace, while they were preparing. And that's what we need to do. So I pray that you would do that. And I would do that. So, went a little bit farther than I wanted tonight. Um, Glad to be here. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. God bless. Bye-bye.